This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And, uh, you know, proper energy usage. We're at that time of year now where uh, energy efficiency really makes a difference. And it, it really doesn't have to be very complex. We've got some tips and pointers for you throughout the hour uh, in between some uh comments and questions, you can join the conversation with us this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm cold. You're cold? Yeah. She walked in and said, do you guys have a blanket? <laughs> Pam is wrapped up in a blanket. In a blanket. It's called, I didn't. But I hey, didn't. it's all color coordinated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am color coordinated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can't see that on the radio. Yeah, you're wearing logo colors. Yes, my blanket matches my shirt. Well, uh, did you guys get into anything this past week as far as uh, working around? Jeff, I know that you've got some houses out there. We've got some houses we're working on. uh, it, it's it's good right now. We're doing some remodels. We've uh, got are a, you on some remodels yeah, right now? Yeah, we've got a good group of uh, customers, and everything is lovely. What do you find right now at this moment uh, for remodels people are, are, are into? You know, for some reason, we're doing a bunch of bathrooms. Really? Uh, yeah, and it's, it's weird. It, it's, you know, next month we may be doing kitchens. I, I don't know, but everybody... Wants to redo a bathroom. Redo a now. bathroom. Are they taking out those jetted tubs? Uh, you know what? We have not sold a jetted tub in in years. Really? Those things yeah. are just disgusting. Yeah, it's <laughs> really. It, it, it wait, does. Wait, wait, it doesn't make sense. No. Uh-uh. It, no. Wait. No, no, I'm no, learning no, no. things. Wait, wait a second. This looked cool to me when I walked well, into a jetted tub. <laughs> Tell me about this. Well, the jetted tub has concealed components. All right. Yes. It has piping that goes to the jet. Right. When you fill that tub up with water, water goes into the concealed piping. Right. Okay? So let's say you don't get a, you know, you don't turn those jets on in several weeks. Right. Don't get in there there. and turn it on. It grows. You're going to have all kinds of slimy (laughs) water. A water garden. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Really? I never knew this. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just... But anyway, well, that's you know, not something but, they but tell look, you at the store. You know, no. 15 years ago, and I'm, everybody guessing, wanted I'm one. guessing at that number, everybody wanted one. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted 20, one. 20 plus years ago, 25 years ago, if you didn't have stucco on your house, it wasn't selling. That's right. Right. And so now and now you can't give it away. Uh-uh. And now now you need painted brick. Oh, my. Right. I, and, and painted white. So I, you can't see it when I you so drive sick up of to painted it. White brick. I know, God. <laughs> yes, it's just driving me crazy. But those jetted tubs, we'll go in, we test those, and there are a couple of things. If you're gonna, if you've got a jetted tub, let's say you're listening uh-huh. and you've got a jetted tub. Okay, okay. Let's let's give you some insights here. One is that you need to be cleaning that thing every other week, really. Wow. And so you fill it with cold water uh-huh. and put. And this is where you can use 
Clorox. Uh-huh. All right. Pour a cup of bleach in there and run it for about, I don't know, five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Then drain it. Okay. Then fill it back up again. Okay. With cold water, uh-huh. run it again so you get all the Clorox out of right. the jets, and then drain it, and now you can use it. You know what? That's okay. You're, you, you know, you clean your bathroom oh, yeah. anyway, and you got to scrub I mean, it anyway. Yeah, so. look, it's it's a personal preference. I don't want to beat up on them. Right. If you like a jetted tub, grab one. Right. They're, they're, yeah. they're a few hundred dollars more. Right. Um, when I say that, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars more, probably. Right. Okay, what about um, the ones, Jeff, that have these? Is, these are the ones I like. Where all it's got the tiny little holes in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And it it blows it up from the bottom right, right. because then well, nothing gets stuck now in that's, there. Oh. Now that's different. That is air. Yeah, that's that's a different deal. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Doesn't seem to get as, as nasty, funky yeah. as the as the actual water. Jets. Right, you know, and I, what it'll do? Because this scared the heck out of me one time when I when they first started. You, what do you think the age on these are? Maybe five, seven years ago they yeah, started probably. using those things. Uh-huh. Okay, so I go in. I remember the first one I saw, and I thought, man, this is awesome! All the yeah. little tiny holes right, in the bottom. Right. So I fill it up and I run it, and I was like, this is great. Well, then I drained it and went about my business, and about ten minutes after it drained. <laughs> What? It started blowing again, and uh, it scared uh-huh. me. I was like, "What is that?" Oh, it, it sounds was cleaning like there's itself a jet out? in the house, and it was an auto that comes on that blows all the water out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah. You hear these things. The other day, I was in a house out in Reunion, which is a nice neighborhood out in Madison County. It was a big house right on the water, and I kept hearing this noise, and I was like, "What is that?" And my other inspector was there, and we kept looking at each other. Well, finally, the homeowner came on. I was like, what is that noise? And she goes, oh, it's an air purifier. Mm-hmm. And it was in the top of a cabinet. And they had put it in the top of the cabinet and then drilled holes in the top, which is not something we would have seen. Right. And it would, what did she say that Buzz. smell was? Yeah, it would make this noise. I was like, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> I'd rather have the quiet. You know what, though? You say that, but I, I live, I, I didn't, you never think about this. I live next to a train tracks. I'll yeah. never hear them. That's yeah. right. I never yeah. hear them. You just kind of get, them. that's right. You just kind of get used to it. You well, know, the, the, the second house I ever bought in my life was at the end of the runway uh, in Memphis. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. And um, FedEx would take off about two in the morning. And for about the first thirty days, you would hear it, but then after that, it was it was you got Part so of background used, noise. Yeah, you, you got so used to it that it never never you never hear it. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm in the flight path mm-hmm. for the airport in Jackson, mm-hmm. so I don't hear it. Although this is twenty years ago, well, it's probably even longer than that. When when the stealth bomber was a big deal, yeah. you remember stealth bombers? Oh, yeah. Those big black looks sure. like a bat. I don't even think they use them anymore. So one was coming to Jackson for the air show. I didn't know that. I'm sitting in my backyard, and it was foggy that day. Mm -hmm. And that thing started coming over really slow. (laughs) I thought the world was coming to an end. (laughs) My whole house was shaking. (laughs) At this point, all we need is a couple of beers and a tailgate. So let's do some home improvement stuff here real quick. Let's do it. Um, I did want to mention uh, assistance is still available for those affected uh, by the tornadoes. Uh, FEMA assistance is is available for residents in Carroll, 
Humphreys, Monroe, Montgomery, Panola, and Sharkey counties. You can apply online at disasterassistance.gov or by calling 800-621-3362. The deadline to apply is May 25th, so go ahead and get that in. Also, if folks are knocking at your door coming to to, uh, repair your home, make sure to check them out online at msboc.us. That's the Mississippi State Board of Contractors, and that's .us. That's your top resource when looking for certified contractors inside Mississippi. Uh, I did want to go ahead and talk to you guys about an email that that just – this is fantastic. just a – wonderful email that I got. So I'm just going to straight up. Hi guys. I try to listen to you, but my work schedule sometimes interrupts that pleasure and I don't listen as often as I should. I was able to catch y'all today. Yeah, me. I am employed at a local hardware store in Gulfport. Not giving the name, but TV are the initials, and we are located on Pass Road. <laughs> Leave it there. Leave this it guy's a genius okay. uh, person. Uh, having worked there for almost eight years, we hear customers tell us, in no uncertain terms, they prefer coming to us than the big box stores rather than the big box stores. We're told on a regular basis that we have things that other places don't. Customers call the stores, yes, we actually answer, and ask if we have a particular item or not. They also love, love, love the fact that we not only greet them like family, but also escort them uh, to the aisle and assist with their purchase. We also discuss our families, the weather, football, gardening tips, births, and deaths. I've <laughs> compiled a reference sheet of other locally owned stores in the area to help their businesses as well. I consider it a privilege to offer those services to regular and new customers alike. And to top it off, they're fortunate they may even get a bag of, if, if they're fortunate, they may even get a bag of fresh popcorn. Popcorn. Right. Yes. So so uh, I do say this. I wanted to read this email because it's very important for, me, for us to say that, that uh, when we're talking about doing projects at home around your house here, there are so many local hardware stores in Mississippi that you can visit and uh, patronize and make sure that you're keeping your money in the state and uh, go ahead and try those folks out. If you see a local hardware store, stop in and see what they have. I think you might hey, be a little bit surprised. Look, I I'm, I'm, I agree 100 percent with with that with that email. And a lot of people think, well, I'm going to go get it at the big box. Mm hmm. Uh, a lot of times, the big box is much more expensive. Well, it's not just you, you expensive. Have to, you have to be careful. It's not just expensive. But let, try this test for me. Try this test. This is the easiest way to do it. Pick a screw, any screw that you want, any screw in the world. Pick it mm-hmm. out. Put it in your pocket. Take it to the big box and look for the match. Yeah. Then go to your local hardware store and hand it to the person behind the right, counter. Right, right. And they'll bring you that screw. That's right. You're, there's no, the difference. It is. Yeah, yeah so. I was actually at. There's there's a little hardware store I've been going to for years, mm-hmm. and I, I that's my experience. I yeah. walk in and that's I'm right. like five people walking at me to, yeah. to try to help me that's find right. you know right. what it is that and screw. I, yeah, to find. <laughs> well, I was looking for those shelf brackets, you yeah. know, the other yeah. day, right. and and so and they didn't have it, but they said we'll order it and have it next week. Right. And sure enough, I went back next the next week. They didn't tell you it was on the 41st aisle on the left. Well, they went back exit. and they were like, you know, we just had to change everything around. Let's go back. You know, so they walked right. me back there to help me. But, yes, I love that experience with those folks. 
Okay, that's very cool. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, whom I'm laughing at at the moment about <laughs> what he's spending on a boat. Mm-hmm. Folks, if you decide that you've just got too much money laying around, buy a boat. Buy a boat. <laughs> I've got one. Hey, look, I've got one for sale. Right, right. <laughs> um, that's that's funny. But you know what? Uh, all of us can figure out anything to fix all the time. Pam, yours is your home. You're always looking for the say, next thing to fix. If you need to spend some money, either buy a boat or an old house. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I just did this, will work. Yeah. I just inherited an old beater car that I'm now uh, fixing up. So that's mm, my like little the weekend project. Right. Yeah. I was talking to a friend this morning, and and anyway, she's headed out of town, and I told her I would water her plants, and we were laughing. She says, "Because you have all this free time that you can go water my plants." And my deal is, if I've got a lot to do, I'll get it all done. But if I've got one thing to do, it just sits there. All right. So here's an email. And uh, (laughs) this hurts to read. Hello, Pam, Jason, and Jeff. I learned so much from listening to your show. I hope you can help me with my problem. My house is on a concrete slab, and I have vinyl plank flooring. When it rains heavily, it seems that water is getting under the floor planks, and I can feel it squelching when I walk. Bro, I'm noticing not this good. when the flooring around the three exterior doors to my home, but it doesn't seem to be happening anywhere else. So just right next to the doors. I've recently had my roof replaced, and that has not made any difference with the issue. So I think the water is coming from underneath and not down from above. What do you think might be causing this? Who would I call to repair and what repairs might entail? In other words, what do you think this is going to be uh, as an expense? What's going on here? Is it just coming in at the doorways? It's what she's saying. Okay. Oh, well, that's that's much better than than what I was thinking. Yeah. A couple things. Uh, not enough overhang at our doorways. It's it's kind of unusual. It's coming in at, on all the doors. I would think um, you know most doors have about what, what's the what's the little step to get it's, it's, it's uh, about an inch or so that's, that's between three and four inches okay so yeah. your your um so you would have your, to have your, enough your, water your, your threshold well I think it's blowing rain coming in under the seal okay not not coming up uh, no, to no 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 okay. I don't think it's that I think it's blowing rain. Which still doesn't explain why it's coming in all of the doors. Well, if you've got um, if your roof overhang is not very long, yeah. and then it rains and, and you don't have any gutters, oh, it's dripping and you're splashing getting a, back you're getting in. splashback That's on the door. And if you, and weather stripping, just it's hard to keep that water out. Did they say how old this house is? Did not. Um, okay. I will say. Um, the first thing that's going to wear out on that door is that little rubber sweep on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That's not going to keep water out, though. The other thing I'm thinking, you should really set your doors in a bed of silicone. Um, okay. So that it could be running under the slab right there. It, man, you know, running is... under the threshold, I mean. Yeah, if you've got a negative grade outside. Right. Probably right. one of the first things I would do, because I hate gutters. Uh-huh. If the house does not have gutters, uh-huh. I would look at putting some type of a um, a diverter in a shingle. And the shingle's too. above the door yep. so that the water doesn't come down at the door. Well, because I don't have the right word for this, I'm going to use awning. 
But but some you sort of do, awning. Possibly? You could do an awning, but you, are you going to do that on all three doors? I mean, it, it, that could get a little pricey. The, the, the diverter is very inexpensive. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little L. It's shaped like an L. Uh-huh. It's a piece of metal, mm-hmm. and you can literally get on a ladder and put it up under the shingles uh-huh. and silicon it in. Well, what's in a, you couldn't nail that in. You wouldn't want to nail that in, Jeff. I mean. Because um, you don't want to put a, a hole through your shingles. Well, yeah, you could nail it in like you do wall to roof to wall flashing. You nail the the edge of it. The nail never penetrates the actual flashing. The head of the nail holds the roof to wall. Right. And uh, then, of course, silicone that. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you got to find a way. If you're getting a lot of water runoff right there, you know, and this is the age old thing. The the anytime you have water and a door, the door always loses. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that when they arm wrestle, the door always loses okay. because that water will come back, and then it'll rot the um, the trim around the door well, as well. Listen, I can tell you right now, I can take a water hose and I can make everything on the outside of your house leak. Leak, exactly. Uh, window, wow. brick, I, I don't mm-hmm. care. You know, you put enough water on it with enough pressure, it's going to leak. It's going to so, leak, yeah. Bottom line, do what it takes to get the umbrella, if you will, over your home and then have positive drainage around your house. Right. So, Okay, well... Because if it's a, only at the doors, it's got to be coming from the outside is, is what yeah, we're kind of saying. Yeah. Well, okay, let's answer that that last part. Who might she call? Oh. Who might she call? Mm-hmm. Um man, I would I would call a good home repair company. You know, somebody that's like like full tilt boogie home repair? Well, you know, a well known a well known company. Right. Yeah. That that's been around for a while. So you're not thinking a, a roofer or no, a, uh, no. I don't think this is a roof issue. Okay. Um, I think it's more of sounds almost engineering. I, well, general maintenance type yeah. stuff. Right. Just okay. a general maintenance. Right. Another thing you could do I mean, is if, you could if, if we could look at the house, we could narrow this down so many. Right. Right. Well, right. and well, and that's you know. the point I was going to make is that you could get an inspector over there uh-huh. to do just a component inspection uh-huh. to kind of evaluate and try to you know figure out put their eyes on it and right. figure out we do that. All the time. Right. And Jeff, you're saying a general will look at it and go, oh, yeah, I got it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's something to try there. Wanted to say some of the few simple things that you can do to improve your energy efficiency. We're getting into that season right now. Very few people are thinking about energy efficiency because it's so nice. It's so pleasant. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. But but guys, we're a month away from 93, Mm -hmm. 94 you know, degrees. I actually heard on the weather report this morning that normally we get into the 90s, uh-huh. like May 14th, 15th, 16th. So right. it's, it's around oh, the so corner. A, yeah, yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, I, heard, I heard next week's going to be yeah. maybe late this week, early next week. It's going to be, be a, little, warm. a little muggy. Mm-hmm. Well, look, if that's the case, remember, it's it's decent out today. So here is your reminder. An easy maintenance, such as routinely replacing clean air filters for your uh, air conditioner, you need to service your air conditioner right now before it gets too hot and you really got to crank it up. Um, uh, 
Also, first day of spring could serve as a reminder. So go ahead and change your filters. There are things that you can do. We've talked in the past about getting on a a, a filter subscription where you receive a filter every month in the mail. It reminds you you have to replace it every month. I think that's just a genius uh, idea for home improvement. Uh, opening windows right now. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it now. And anything that needs to be sealed, if you see old, cracked uh, ceiling, anything of that nature, look at it and see if it needs to be done. Yes, me. You know, I um, I did an inspection a couple of, well, it's been a couple of months ago now. And this person had lived in the house. It was about 25 years old. And I raised the window. You know, we raise all the windows. Well, not all of them. One, right. We're supposed to raise one window per room. So I mm-hmm. raised the window, and there was no weather stripping on the bottom. None? None. And they were wondering why all the ladybugs were getting in the house. <laughs> I was like, well, here it is. There, There's a door at the bottom of your window. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all the ladybugs are hey, guys, come over here. This is how we're getting in the house. Right. So no weather stripping. That's interesting. Something. Oh, by the way, this is the – and if no one else has noticed but my family, it's love bug season. Yes. And uh, so they're everywhere. That's oh, wow. A, yeah. I mean, like in the house. And, right. <laughs> Uh, they are everywhere. So right. if you raise your window, you better have a screen. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. We also have a red microphone today, and that microphone belongs to Abram Nanny, our new guy here at MPB. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. So we're going to, if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or, of course, the public media app. Or, hey, you can just go to Spotify or YouTube. Something, yeah. something like that. You can just go there. So uh, before we take these calls, I got an email that just came in uh, from Tom, and it uh, reads, definition of boats, a depression in the surface of water, usually <laughs> lined with wood or fiberglass, into which money is poured. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> We need to start a GoFundMe right? Yeah. <laughs> for Jeff's boat. Immediately. <laughs> so, uh, all right, on the line right now, uh, we've got a, let's see, who, who's our first call? Uh, uh, let's go to Chris in Hattiesburg. All right, Chris in Hattiesburg. What's going on, man? You've got a tree issue? Trees around your house? Tree, yes. Um, so I'm, I'm concerned, well, I'm about to plant a lot more trees, and I'm concerned about roots. And I know I should not get anywhere near the septic system. You guys covered that recently. Um, so any other advice about how far is, like, how close, how far should trees be from the house? That's a great question. It's been asked a couple of times here. And the, the, the first rule I'll tell you that I have heard here is, I think, Jeff, you said a long time ago, no tree should be closer than 10 feet to the slide. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, um the this is this is my my rule of thumb uh-huh. the canopy of the tree uh-huh. is the same size as the roots so mm-hmm. if it read the tag and if it says the canopy you know this tree grows 20 feet wide yeah, yeah i'm not talking about the trunk i'm talking right. about the canopy then the roots are also 20 feet right so i would plant it 20 feet away okay yeah um and then, of course, everyone knows the willows follow your your water. Your water, yeah. So, so just don't plant those. <laughs> is that the answer? 
Yeah, you know, you got to be kind of careful with that type tree. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I love trees. I live in the middle of the forest. Right. So uh, I love trees around the house. It helps cool cool your property. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I welcome all the trees we can plant. Absolutely. What do you think, Gabriel? So a couple months ago when we were living in New Albany, mm-hmm. my wife and I, we lived in a duplex, and it had trees on both sides of the driveways. And the roots would grow into the driveway, so they were way too close to the cars. Right. So one night we had a storm, and we woke up in the middle of the night to a tree crashing into our our neighbor's car, completely totaled the car. Yeah. Yeah, entirely totaled Mm. the car. And then maybe a month later, Mm -hmm. same thing on our driveway, trashed my wife's car entirely. (laughs) I guess the roots are coming up through those... They do. I mean, if you drive through some of the older neighborhoods around here, it's the uh-huh. same thing. So I think that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't be planting trees right next to your driveway because... Or, I get, Yeah, any concrete, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you remember we had an insurance guy on here several years ago, mm-hmm. and we, we got into this thing where, you know, the insurance isn't going to cover removing a tree because it's dangerous but it will no. cover once the tree falls right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. so thinking ahead chris i love mm-hmm. that you asked that question to kind of think ahead when right. i bought my house 30 years ago the audubon society around here was giving out free trees okay so uh-huh. i went and just i mean i think i got 10 trees and right. they were twigs well there were no labels right oh so I have spent thousands of dollars getting rid of the trees. Oh no! Because <laughs> oh, no. I had no idea how big they were going to get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, even even like crepe myrtles. Should I not have a crepe myrtle? Uh, yeah, you know, a crepe myrtle. I, I yeah. consider that a bush. But yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. But yeah. in, in Mississippi, awesome. it's great to have because you can't kill it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be there for. No, I love I love white <laughs> yeah. white. Of crates. Well, they, they just. Is it Felder on uh, on uh, on Gestalt Gardener says the you know uh, you can you can you can uh, you can trim a crepe myrtle with a truck. Yeah, you know right. it won't matter. It'll come back. <laughs> it's gonna come so, back. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be there a minute. So yeah, plan ahead. I don't like seeing those planted right up next to the house though. No, because they do. They can through the years get enormous, and you've got roots that well, can do a, some damage. Another thing too, you don't want to get them so close that they sit there and rub your shingles mm-hmm. and right. and uh, so you know. And the metal roots. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, oh, yeah. yeah. Plant plant them far enough away where the where the bush or shrub or tree or whatever you have is not rubbing on the house you know hey, that's Chris? an excellent point when you have limbs coming across your shingles it's oh, gonna yeah, do yeah, some yeah. damage of course Chris, i have a, a suggestion friday morning i want you to call felder with gestalt gardener that's, and, and yeah. get him to give you a couple of species of trees that that you feel like might that, that he would feel like might be safe around your place i will yeah you this show and, and Felder's shows. Some of my favorite. Oh, thank, so, you. Thank, you, thank you, Chris. Thanks for I listening. I like being in the same conversation with Felder. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Let's keep going. We're going to go to Jerry in Rankin County, and he has a concrobium question, which is which is Pam's secret special sauce. It's my special sauce. Right. <laughs> What's up, Jerry? question is, can you use it in the shower in your home? Sure. Is it is it So there's no toxicity to it at all, 
Right. No, uh uh-uh. no, So no, it's no. good shampoo and good good body wash? I'm not going to drink it. No. <laughs> oh, are you talking about cleaning the shower? Cleaning yeah, the shower. Yes. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> not the person. Yeah. All right. No, you. you can spray. Yeah, you can follow the instructions. You know, you can and you can find those, you know, if you're making it yourself, then I would pick up a bottle somewhere, you know, and I know they've got them in the big box stores. I'm not so sure in the smaller hardware stores if they've got that there or not. Right. But read the label and, and see, you know, what it's telling you as far as cleaning. But, yeah, I would absolutely. Matter of fact, I do use it in my shower. Right. And, and and you can put it together based on ingredients you might get from your grocery store. Yeah, so it's, it's cheaper, much, much cheaper to make it. Right. Than, and I'm going to do this. I wrote myself a note. I'm going to actually uh, work with my website developer, and we're going to put that recipe on my website. Oh, absolutely. Since it's, we get so many requests for it. So right. I'll, I'll see if I can't have that up within the month. And we will say the name again because people ask all the time, what was it that she said? It's Concrobium. Con, crow, <laughs> be, um. There you go. That was that was the scientific pronunciation. There's the there. phonetics of it. Right. Let's go ahead and keep going to Gail uh, in Macomb, and you've got a, a hot tub question. We did you hear us talk about those jetted tubs earlier? I did. I did, and that's what worried me a little bit about our hot tub. We do keep it circulating, so it's not like the water's just sitting there like it might be with a jetted tub after you finished with that but and we do of course chlorinate it and it's covered and all that but it just kind of gave me a little wonder if my yuckiness is in the hot no, tub at all no totally different no that's a different deal yeah. because oh, you know Thank that's you. that's just like a swimming pool that those, those are i'm assuming that you're leaving your hot tub circulating all the time yeah probably with a um, big cover on it in the winter sure yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. As long as it's moving, it's fine. It's the stagnant water in those lines that just that just sit there, and, and it's not moving. So. And since you, Gail, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, let me mention this, and I wanted I, I wanted to bring it up earlier. Another thing that you want to keep in mind when you combine motor with water, you better have a ground fault interrupter on that motor. Wait, 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 wait. You left us at like three different jargony things there. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, water and electricity don't, well, they do like each other a lot. Yeah. And so if you get electricity in your water and you're in the water, mm-hmm. you're not getting out. Well, you said a term. That's how you make nitrogen. Ground <laughs> fault interrupter. Is that an outlet? Well, there's all kinds of ways to put a ground fault interrupter. And what that is, is that's interrupting the circuit so -hmm. that there's no more power going to the fixture and and then the power goes to ground. And folks, the place where you're most likely to find that, where you where you usually see that in your house, is the square outlet that has the test and reset on it. Yeah, it's got a button on it, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're supposed to have it within six feet of all water sources. And all of your exterior. And all of exterior. Receptacles right. are wired to a, to a ground fault. To a ground they fault. They may not be the square Right. That you're used to seeing, mm-hmm. but they are wired to a ground fault at breaker. the top of the circuit. Right. Exactly. So, so, yeah, you'll go in, like, you'll go into your bathroom, and there may not be, there's just a regular outlet right, there. Right. But it's protected because right. somewhere before it gets to the panel, 
there's one with a button, and sometimes the button is inside the um, panel. That's right. There's all kinds of ways to have that protection. But please, 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 especially in these older houses Mm -hmm. and a spa and a pool, you need to have protection so that the electricity doesn't get into the water. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now I understand why this is so important. Yeah. If if the electricity gets into the water, you're not getting out of the water. (laughs) Right. And and these outlets are relatively new things, aren't they? Well, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the 90s. So a lot of houses around here don't really have those. Well, older houses don't. Like my house that was built in 58 didn't have, you know, ground fault outlets. And so what I did whenever I updated my electrical is that I added them, you know, just for safety. Now, let me say this. Home inspectors, (laughs) we can't make you put... GFI, a ground fault interrupter in your house, if it wasn't built, having it. We can suggest it. It's a really good idea. But if you don't want to do that, and you want to blow dry your hair while you're standing in your tub, go (laughs) go ahead. Go right right ahead. (laughs) This message is not supported by MPB. I mean, it's just, but new houses, and now they've come up with these crazy things. These things drive me nuts. Arc faults. Oh, I know. Just drives me nuts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are I you know. talking about? I know. You guys in your jargon, what's an arc fault? Oh, it's a wicked design by an engineer who's getting paid by the International Code Council. <laughs> All right, tell me what it does. Well, <laughs> if if there's an arc in an outlet like i don't mm-hmm. know if you when i was a kid my mother made me vacuum it used to irritate me to death that yes. i had to vacuum. why can't my brother vacuum right. why do i have to vacuum but anyway so i'm vacuuming and i would just take that cord and i just yank it out of the yank wall. it out of the wall and there'd be a spark yes that's an arc oh okay so now if you're in a brand new house and you've got an irritable teenage girl that has to vacuum right and she yanks that thing out and there's an arc it's going to kill all the power in that bedroom no way it's supposed to be a prote- a fire protection right okay so they can't when do they come out with these things jeff <sighs> 10 years ago maybe uh, at least yeah I don't know. It's, it's, been around, it's been around it's been around in the None city of yeah, them it's, it's been it's been in the city of medicine for a long time drives me crazy and so and how many times did you go back after they got their right. co right yeah, because 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 you you get the phone call and the receptacles in the in the front bedroom aren't working, aren't working. and they've pushed all of the um, GFIs and it's still not working, still not working, and oh. they've they've pressed uh, all of the buttons in right. the breakers and right. it's still not working. So you just go over there and you take that arc fault breaker out and you put a regular breaker in. <laughs> That's a that, 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 problem oh. solved. Did we he, say is that is that a code thing? Did we just like really mess up somebody? I think when the code, I'm not sure which code it was. Of course, everybody's I got a different know. code. But you know what? I went to code. I don't think we have that in the county. We we might. I'm not sure. I think it was 2017 National Electric Code. I think the NEC. That was whenever they did. You know what they? You know what it's coming out in 2023. Man, we're in the weeds. Anyway, I just went to a class. You know yeah. what they want us to do now? Whole house arc faults. Oh, you're kidding. Whole wow. house nice. arc faults. This is obviously really big deal. Well, it's expensive and it's frustrating and, you know, 
Okay. And sprinklers, although they have now said that you you can the, yeah, the county can say I they don't, don't have yeah, to do it. I don't it. think sprinklers are going to make it. No, it's not. No, so, no, 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 no. And right. just let me say this: something that I learned. <laughs> I know we're in the weeds. Pam, Pam has taken over. I we miss the well, weeds, man. We're it in the just dirt. drives me crazy. This ICC stuff. I learned mm. when I went to class. ICC International Code Council is a private company. I think uh-huh. Janice is waiting. It's not a government right. company. All right. <laughs> so the government is, fa- is supporting the private company. Anyway. I so. hear you. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You guys ought to be here for the breaks, man. When they get into what's going on with the industry, it is something over here. <laughs> All right, so we've got some folks on the phone. Uh, Janice is on the line first from Oxford, and uh, he's got a cypress tree real close to your house? Oh, yeah. Um, my These cypress trees are in a lake um, about 50 feet from my house. They're huge. They're probably 70 years old, and they're great because they're on the west side, and they shade my house in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, and I've been in this house for over 40 years, in the last five or six years, I'm noticing cypress knees in the flower beds right around my house. Mm. And I'm one, yeah, I'm wondering, can these affect the foundation? I mean, so far they're only in the, in the dirt. They're not under my driveway or my carport. How do you know but, that? <laughs> uh, well, they haven't come through yet anyway. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen them. So what am I dealing with here? And I can't cut these trees down. No, I mean, what can I, I do? That's out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, I think that would be a good Felder question. I do too. Because oh, gosh. with it being so far. I know. I, that is so interesting that they, and I don't know. Because see, a cypress knee, this is the part that bothers me. Um, not, not so much the cypress knee causing foundation problems, but my understanding for those to grow, they have to be in wet, wet, wet. I mean, almost water. So, they are in the lake. They right. Are in well, the lake. that that's that's where I'm going with this. And if if they're coming up in your flower bed, your house is almost sitting in a lake. Because I've never seen a cypress knee grow outside of a big puddle of water or next to a river or something like that. It's right. always wet. Well, I think you have an absolute uh, a great question, and it's one that we are. Little, I'm just I'm little, not qualified to, out to of answer. Our wheelhouse. This is definitely sure. a Felder thing. But yeah, or an arborist, yeah. somebody who yeah. deals with sure. with that type of, mm-hmm. of tree. And it is a consideration because you said it's an old big tree, yeah. and that so that will be a consideration because. If I don't know if you know this, you know when you when you cut down a tree, uh, you know even years after the uh, the underground the root system is still rotting out. Well, and with these knees too, you can cut that tree down. But trees are they're not just alive on the top, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're alive underneath, right? And so if you've got knees coming up that far away, then that son of a gun is alive a lot further than what you see. Right. So an arborist would be my suggestion. There you go. Thanks a lot. Try to call on Friday. I hope that can help. I'm sure Felder will be able to tell you. Um, All right. So let's uh, keep going on the line. 
Um, who, who do we have on the next? Uh, Ruth is uh, on the line and wanted to know about asbestos. What's going on, Ruth? Yes, I have a big hole in my wall where I had a, a the table of a breakfast nook removed, and and he never came back to patch up the hole. And um, and and they're saying on these DIY groups, <laughs> Facebook groups that I joined, that everything is asbestos from the seventies. The floor, the popcorn texture ceilings, the, the drywall, the concrete, and so if I saw that hole make it even you know to patch it up with a a piece of drywall am mm. i releasing the fibers <laughs> in the air i'll let the pro start i i doubt very seriously if you have drywall that it is asbestos that's just, that would be extremely unusual that would have had to have been a test product yeah you know it's mean? i mean drywall is made of gypsum and paper and water so um it's now there are probably houses that have plaster that could have some uh asbestos in it i i guess uh, asbestos was was mainly for insul- insulation mm-hmm. um and fire prevention correct that's right mm-hmm. that's right so no to 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 answer your question i doubt it so. Uh, what about the textured ceilings and the the cheap flooring on the concrete slab? The cheap uh, vinyl flooring. Is it tile? Yeah. Now that your flooring could be asbestos. Yeah. 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 And you just have to be careful if you start moving that stuff around. I tell folks all the time. All of these old houses have asbestos. Yep. If you don't grind yep. it up and swim in it, you're yeah. fine. <laughs> Now, what what we do, if we're going to take off siding and we suspect it's asbestos, we we wet it down uh, before we, you know, to keep the particles from flying around. Yeah, there's certain protocols you have to follow through OSHA in order to be able to handle the stuff and remove the stuff and respiratory type things. Special labeling on your dumpsters. Yeah, the fibers can get into your system and literally get into your lungs and into your blood system. And so you just have to be extremely careful with it. Mesothelioma. Oh, and an N95 mask. Right, uh, absolutely is useless. I read that on the on the internet. Probably, probably, yeah. You can get. We use a respirator, small, yep. a tiny right. little respirator. That that. Um, of course, we're, I'm not tearing anything up. I use that when I'm crawling under houses and I go in attics, uh, especially old attics, for that very reason. Well, Ruth, um, you know what? Just go ahead and take a saw to that thing because there's no asbestos in that wall, most likely. I don't think so. Um, yeah, if, now, if there's some bat insulation in there that you see, I would be very careful with that. Yeah. You know, if it's the old, you know, th- right. thin stuff, you know, yeah. like three inches thick, and uh, right. it's in a lot of attics. Okay. It's in my attic. All right, I got a quick email here that we got in uh, from Tony. My central air conditioning unit is in my attic and has been uh, begun to leak causing discoloration inside the house. I'd like to replace it with a three and a half ton heating pump. So far, I've gotten two quotes, one for about 5,000 and one for 11,000. Whoa. Yeah. What are your Whoa. recommendations? Number one, a second, a third quote. Yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah so, somebody's off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind, too, if you are updating a system that is over 15 years old, mm-hmm. if you don't address your duct work, you're going to create a mold farm. 
And, and, and two, I bet this is this is probably more realistic than anything else. The $5,000 quote is probably correct, and the $11,000 quote is probably correct. There are so many different variables. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it an 80%? Is it a two-stage? Is it a... Well, he said what, heat pump. What, what, well, yeah, but, it, I mean, you, you're, you're still, you're still going to up, upgrade your sear outside. Yeah. Your, 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 your refrigerant's uh, got to be Your conditioning unit, uh, your condensing unit. So I don't think they're quoting apples for apples. That's why I said the five is probably correct and the 11 is yeah, probably correct. Yeah, I would correct. look at specifically your line item. That's right. Items. And then please, please, please talk to them about correct sizing and then and then the sizing on your ductwork. I cannot tell you That's how right. many houses I go into that are people, undersized. Well, that have upgraded their system and mm-hmm. done nothing on their ductwork. And they've created rainstorms in their attic <laughs> because it's all bleeding because now we've put super cool air into a warm attic. Right. And it is condensating like crazy because mm. the ductwork wasn't sealed up. Right. And it's not sized right because what was sized for a unit that's 20 years old mm-hmm. is different than one that is brand new. Right. <laughs> you know, wow, the ductwork may point. not be the right size. Right. Well, we're I'm doing a, I'm doing a big remodel right now in Raymond and we're going through our HVAC right now. And we had quotes all over the board because they were quoting different Systems. You have to be specific. That's right. All right. Your first job is go get a third quote. All right. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. Uh, for Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons and Abram Nanny, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.